0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Bring the Vegas gaming experience to the palm of your hand. Bet your favorite team, try your luck in a casino, or our poker room. The earliest sports lines and the biggest limits online. Lots of deposit options. Bet on live events as they happen. The next play, the next score. Get winnings fast or roll them into a parlay and win even more. Visit BetOnline today and see what millions of customers have experienced for over 20 years.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Caught ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. It's Perriman. Bishon Perriman. Touchdown Tampa to Bay. Bucs win in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. all Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there are the cannons coming. Cannon. Fire them! Keep on firing them! Keep on firing!
1: What is up, Bucks fans? Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast, live on YouTube today once again. I am your host, as always, at Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself from Mister Bucks Nation. I'm sorry, from BucksNation.com. Shout I know out, that James. I've made that mistake more than one time, <laughs> and somehow James creeps his way into another episode. Joining me today, Evan Wanish from BucksNation.com. How you doing, pal? I'm
0: doing quite well. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. I don't know I,
0: what was so funny. I mean, we, we haven't done a show in a while, so I guess it's it's a little jitter. Yeah, I mean,
1: I guess I'm shaking off the ring rust. I hate to say, I, I hate that this is the time of year where every time we do a show, it's like, man, it's kind of been a minute since we've done a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's never a great feeling. But on top of shaking off the ring rust, if I can, if I can be transparent, I'm still coming down from a <laughs> from a from an anxiety induced experience I had on the drive home from work. So I got pulled over today. Uh, I had texted <laughs> the, the, Evan.
0: The, the, the cop just didn't didn't want us to record. That, that yeah, was yeah,
1: pretty much, uh, pretty much. But. Yeah, I'm driving home from work, and uh, I may or may not have stopped all the way for a stop sign, and uh, 12 saw it, came, pulled me over, gave me a, a written warning, but, oh, dude, I was like, so I'm on my way home, me and Evan had planned that we're going to do this, and then this dweeb cop, with all due respect, pulls me over, and he goes, ah, he sounded like a Leafs fan. He's like, ah, you know, you didn't stop all the way back there at the, uh, the stop sign, and that was okay that. Okay, there, so. bud. Hey, we're here. We're making it happen. We We've got here. Buccaneer we news here. to talk about. You guys have seen the title of the podcast already. We're going to be talking about the big tight end Rob Gronkowski, who is still leaving Bucks fans in a state of purgatory because they don't know if he's going to be coming back. And we're going to try our best to tackle that question today. Because two months ago, if you would have asked us, uh, if you would have asked us if Gronk is coming back with Tom Brady retired. It was a very different story. He was talking about wanting to go play with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Tom Brady comes back out of retirement. And really the last update that we got from Gronk was uh, that he's still undecided. And we haven't gotten so much of an update one way or the other. He told some Bucks fans in a local barber shop that he's just going to make Tom sweat it out for a couple of months. He'll eventually be back playing with the Bucks if he is back playing football because that part has been cleared up. But. With the time that he's taken, he still could choose retirement. He's out here partying, but I think what revived this conversation this week was a video that surfaced of uh, him and Tom Brady getting some batting practice at the Yankees facility right there next to Raymond James Stadium. Now, let's also keep in mind that this video could have been filmed months ago. It could have been filmed a year ago because Brady is also notorious for posting older videos like that workout video with Julian Edelman a couple weeks ago that got the people talking. But if anybody knows anything about provocative content, it's Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. And uh, Gronk is back in the news cycle this week for this reason. So let me toss the question to you, Evan. Do you think Gronk is coming back?
0: Well, real quick, obviously, just like you mentioned, he's made it clear um, that... He is either going to retire or he's going to play for the Bucks. Um, he was asked about that at his gronk beach party with the, the draft. And, I mean, he literally told TMZ just flat out, he said, it's either retirement or, or the Bucks." He said, I'm not going anywhere else. So, um, to not really I, – I shouldn't really say – Worry or anything, to, but to clear any worries that maybe, oh, if he does come back, does he still want to join Joe Burrow or anything? Now, this is a situation where the Bucks know that they're the only team, and Roger Gronkowski knows that they're the only team, so there's not a debate there. Um, now, as far as does he come back, obviously, like you said. Um, hard to believe it's been already over two months since Tom Brady came back. So let's say two and a half months, two and a half months ago, you asked us this and we probably say, no, right? I I think it was either he was going to go play in Buffalo because that's his hometown. They had interest in him last year. Um, or he's going to go play with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. He had expressed interest in that. Um, and then obviously once Tom Brady comes back, it all kind of changes and you're saying, oh, Gronk should should be back shortly. Now that hasn't happened. Um, and I think that's what has some fans worried. Some fans see the, the Gronk beach stuff and always oh, party and having a good time. Why would you want to come back to the grind of football?
1: <laughs> this guy is doing everything, but re-signing with Tampa Bay right now. If you follow him on social media,
0: I swear to God, you think he's never going to come back. Um, I mean, yeah, if you just look at that, he's like, Oh, this guy, why would he come back? Um, but I mean, you know, these professional athletes, and professional football players, they're, they're a different breed. Um, they are a, a, a different breed and they love the game so much that when you look at Gronk and you're like, Oh, he's partying and having a good time. Like wh- why, you know, why is he have to, you know, why, why is he going to come back? Well, he loves football. And uh, I, when the dust settles, I do think that Gronkowski will return. Uh, I would be surprised if he didn't. There's a little bit of evidence. Uh, the Bucks had a chance. The Bucks traded up in the second round of the draft, but not for Trey McBride, who went about three picks earlier. Uh, they trade up for Luke Geticky. They could trade up for Trey McBride, you know, and get their top-rated tight end, who they really liked. They thought Rob Gronkowski wasn't going to come back. Another thing, and this is minor, but it's still relevant. Uh, Kate Otten, we 87 in college with Washington, and he comes to the Bucks, and the number he's assigned – Now, full disclosure, these numbers are not final. They can change, whatever. Um, Rashad White's already said that his might be changing. I remember Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones' first number was 22, I think.
1: Let's let's clarify. Rashad White uh, is going to have to change or else he's not going to make the team because I will not have it if the depth chart shows a running back wearing number 29. All right, let me sidebar this conversation. I'm so sorry. We're going to make sure we come full circle here. Rob Gronkowski, of course. Number 87 still kind of up on the shelf there if he wants it, obviously. But let's talk about this batch of rookie numbers, man. I I am one of those people, and I'm sure a lot of other people understand where you're coming from, but I think your number selection affects the aesthetic of your uniform completely. Like, I honestly, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, but I do think it is kind of cool seeing receivers and DBs now with the ability to wear single digits. Like, that's kind of cool. Um But I mean, 29 on a running back like this batch of rookie numbers is the ugliest we have had in quite some time. So I hope a lot of them
0: do change because God, man, they are hideous. Yeah. um, (laughs) Logan Halls is fine. Kate Ottens is fine. And Kate Otten, uh, he's wearing 88. So 87, it was technically available because Roger Gronkowski was on the roster. Yeah, they still gave him 88 when JBP's is not on the roster, but they gave Logan Hall 90 without hesitation. So it's not like a thing, you know. So uh, I do think Roger Gronkowski comes back. Rashad White hopefully has a different number. Um, yeah, because... Wouldn't be good if he kept 29. I remember, so, I, I believe that could be a good trivia question because if, if anybody gets asked about this, if anybody listens to this right now, Ronald Jones's number, with the first number he got was 22. R- yeah, remember remember that. that the first one he got was 22, and then he switched it to 27.
1: So here is the full slate of rookie numbers before we get back to talking about Gronkowski. I just want everybody to get the full effect. When, I want when, you to way me. off course. Yeah, I know. I uh, listen. It, it's been a minute. We're gonna talk about anything and everything. Logan Hall, number 90. Luke Gediky, 67. Mm. Rashad White, 29. Kate Otten, 88, which is acceptable. A tight end at 88. I'll I'll take it. You know. Jake Camarda, our new punter, number five, which I guess isn't terrible. You know, Josh Freeman vibes there. Zion McCollum, 27. Coquifed, 41. And Andre Anthony, 46. What the hell is going on down there?
0: Yeah, 46 isn't great. Um,
1: 41 is even worse. Uh, I just, yes. I oh. forty-one.
0: If he was like a fullback. 41 would be, it'd be like Eric Lorig, you know, right? Yeah, um, Zion McCollum wearing 27 is fine. I'd rather Rashad White and Zion McCollum switch because I'd rather have a DB at 29 than a running back at 29. I don't know if it happens, um, I don't know if it has the ability to take place, but I'd like to see Rashad
1: White end up in a single digit number.
0: That'd be cool to I, least- he, he, he alluded to that on uh, uh James Hill. Um, A.K.A. Mr. Bucks Nation. Yeah, Mr. Bucks Nation, landed all the, the big the, interviews. The thorn, the thorn in my side. <laughs>
1: um, <He's>, we've <laughs> already mentioned him once right at the beginning of the show. Some way, somehow, this man leeches his his brand mm. on
0: every podcast we do. He's always here, even if you don't realize it. Um, so <laughs> he actually... For the brand. Yeah, right. R- R- Rashad White had actually alluded. He didn't exactly get out the specifics, but he did allude that he would like to maybe get a number in the single digits, which uh, two is taken. Three is taken. Four is taken. Five is taken. Uh, I, I, you know, eight is taken for now. Bradley Pinion's still on the roster. Um, nine is six. taken. But uh,
1: I don't mind. I don't mind yeah, the running back. Six is six. okay. I
0: mean, you let Bell on six. It's right. not bad. But I mean, you know, like one, do, and they seven. Have a, do they have a one? I don't think they have one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jan no, Darden. Darden. Yeah. Darden. wears one. So one's not available. So if he wants a single digit, it might have to be six or, or like nothing. Who's our number um, nine? Oh, Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the roundup on the the, uh, the rookie numbers. But anyways, back to Gronkowski Um I, I think you know, you see him partying and everything. I just think he, he doesn't want to go through the grind right now. I would start to get right now, I'm not concerned. I would start to get the concern if we are three or four days away from the start of training camp, which is late July. So you still got about two months and he's still not signed. If he's still not signed, I'm going to be like, eh, maybe he's not coming back or the other, you know, tall tale sign could be if the Bucks sign a tight end, if the Bucks go out and free agency, and we'll talk about a few free agent options here, but, if they go out in free agency and they sign a tight end who like you look at and you're like, that could be the guy, you know, like you could see him starting. So that's the only way I'd be concerned. I think the mandatory mini camp is June 6th. I think I don't think Kronkowski wants to participate in that. If he, if he's on the team and he doesn't participate, he gets fined, but if he's not on a team, just have to, you know, if you're not on the team, you don't have to do nothing. So I think he will sign shortly after that mini camp. So I think you're looking at mid to late June that that he will, will come back.
1: Yeah. And, and Rob Gronkowski, a guy who I believe celebrated a birthday this past week, turned what, 33 years old. So 33 years young. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, we talk about the wear and tear, the mileage on Rob Gronkowski, one of the most storied tight ends of all time. He's been beat up a lot. So honestly, hearing the stories about him uh faking the sprints a couple of years ago when he first signed in Tampa, so he didn't have to do all that stuff, you know, like this is pretty on brand for Rob Gronkowski. And it
0: doesn't affect his play one bit. So.
1: Exactly. The fact of the matter is he can continue to keep shoveling down cheeseburgers. When he needs to drop the weight and bulk up, he's gonna be able to do it because not only does he have a best hey, friend. He looked he
0: looked, he looked 12, pretty good. He looked pretty good running in that outfield. Oh, yeah, man. He looked. Out
1: there, BP. Oh, speaking <laughs> of our good friend James Hill, a.k.a. Mr. Bucks Nation. Get the back $2, to work. The $2 super chat towards the Wendy's fund. Slacking He's off. Checking in from work for the boys. He is on the clock giving us his hard-earned money. You got to be a little more appreciative than that, Evan. Thank you, James. His ears were burning. He heard us talking about him. I know. I know. He he must have. <laughs> James, if you're just joining, we've
0: already mentioned you twice. So the first uh, time the wasn't time.
1: voluntary. The second time, Evan just couldn't stop thinking about
0: you. Yeah, I couldn't get James Hill off my mind. That beautiful <laughs> mug. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, there's another free agent who is currently unsigned and sort of a Obviously, the Bucks have a lot of phrases who are on, you know, signed. But this one's sort of the, I would say, the next biggest impact player. Um, and I would say it actually plays a, a position of a bigger need than tight end, honestly. But uh, that's and Sue, And there's been a lot of talk that... Adamkin Sue could lean towards retirement. He could lean towards coming back to the Bucks, but unlike Rob Gronkowski, there has been some talk that some teams maybe do have interest in Adamkin Sue. I had heard the Raiders, I heard the Browns thrown out there. Now
1: with the Browns resigning Jadavion Clowney to a one-year deal, mm-hmm. I don't know if that sways their interest in a guy like Adamkin Sue. But that does that affect maybe the amount of money they're it willing could. to give him? It
0: could, and, and I think. Um, My my biggest gripe with Sue every year is that I like him, but they give him too much money. Uh, And listen, I'm not
1: I'm not necessarily in the anti Sue camp, but a great point that I had heard recently as well is that the numbers don't lie. He has been playing less snaps every year since joining Tampa Bay, and I mean he's 35 years old. Yeah, he's been productive. He is a big part of what makes that run defense so solid. But when you talk about overpaying a 35 year old defensive tackle. And you just drafted a guy like Logan Hall that kind of put a it kind of puts a lid on what that kid's going to be able to do this year as well. And with these draft classes being what they are these last few years, you want to draft guys who have the opportunity to produce like Joe Tryon mm-hmm. as time goes by, we hear less and less about JPP. I think that ship has sailed. I think Joe Tryon's going to get his first shot at being a legitimate starter in the NFL this year playing at the end of that defensive line. I don't know if Logan Hall's going to be. A starter, because I think if Sue doesn't come back, the bucks are still going to take a look at some veteran talent to fill the gap right there, but if sue isn't here i I ultimately feel like that just you know opens up the amount of work he's able to do every Sunday
0: well yeah, because I mean you know it, it, there's a number of snaps available then um. And, uh, you know, Will Golson's not getting any younger. So, I mean, you could see more snaps for another guy like uh, rookie N- Nunez Rochas or, or something. Or if they add a free agent, who knows? Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I confident Grog's coming back. I am really 50-50 on Sue, though. I, I think it could go either way. I don't think he's going to retire. Uh, i i don't think i think this will be his last year in the nfl regardless of where he plays um so i think it'll be either the bucks or it'll be like another contender um i could see the raiders but like i don't know like are they a true contender um you know a lot of people bring up that oh he might retire he's got twins now uh he's married he, you know he's working on a lot of things that is true um but I just I think like I said, man, football players, they just they got it in their blood. You saw it with Tom Brady, like he couldn't stay away. Like it's it's tough to walk away, especially when you're still producing. Like the Dominican Sue, while he's not the dominant player that he was in 2017 or whatever, still a good player. Like That doesn't mean he's bad, and I think when you're producing like that, it makes it even tougher to walk away from that, so um, we'll see. I don't think he retires, but I'm also not 100% sold. He, he's still in Tampa, and and in the case that he's not, like you mentioned, James Pierre-Paul, I, yeah, I, I think there's like a 5% chance that he comes back. It just doesn't seem like that's going to be happening. Um, a great leader, uh, and was a great player. Unfortunately, though, I just I think Jason Pierre-Paul is cooked. Like uh, I think his shoulder is not going to allow him to be as productive. Uh, and I think if he were to come back, I think the Bucs would say, sure. But Joe Tryon Schwenka is going to be a starter. And you're going to be the one coming in a rotation. And I just don't know if he would go for that. So, um, And plus, I mean, they still do have limited money. They have limited resources. So you got to... Spend wisely because you only have it's not like you have this, you know, it's not like you have 20 million dollars left. Oh, like you can throw it everywhere. No, you have very limited, you can only maybe make maybe two more signings. Maybe, I mean, and that's
1: like that's like starters, that's yeah, you know, guys yeah. who are going to come in, fill a gap exactly where they need to be, and take up a majority. Let's say, yeah, of
0: your Ra- Rob Gronkowski and Adam can you. Sign both of those, you can't that, bring Jason. That's pretty that. much your team. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, you can Um, fill it out with lower depth, cheaper talent throughout the rest of camp and things like that. But these next few signings, especially at these key positions, it's it's pretty much going to seal the deal on what is ultimately going to be the twenty twenty two Tampa Bay
0: Buccaneers. Yes. And there is a ton a ton of free agents available. Um, I'm not sure I've seen a year where there's been so many quality free agents still available at this point um, that you saw a little bit of a, of a flurry after the draft. Um, specifically when the comp pick thing sort of went away because I think the deadline is right around, uh, it gets May 1st where anybody you sign after that doesn't affect your comp pick formula. Um so, like, you saw Tyra Matthews sign with the Saints. You just saw Kyle Fuller sign with the Ravens. Like, you've been seeing some of these. You saw Melvin Ingram sign with the Dolphins. Uh, You've been seeing some of this. So, with that, I think it's a good way to to break into this segment, and that is, let's say, Robert Gronkowski signs, right? And you have another piece to, to go Um you have some needs. The, the team isn't a, I don't think it's a finished product. I can't look at it and say, oh, yeah, no, you don't need nothing. Like, do you really, as a contending team, do you want to rely on Logan Hall to play 70% of the snaps every game? Like, do you want to rely on that? I don't know if you do. Um, Joe Trashvinka, while he flashed, what if he struggles? He's still a young player. Like, what, what if he can't catch on right away? Uh, the secondary, we all saw how the secondary went down last year. Sure. They pieced it together. What if that would happen again? But like, Oh yeah. What happens? Um, so I, I think you look at free agents more on the defensive side of the ball. The offense besides Gronkowski kind of feels complete. Talk a little bit about, you know, like wide receiver, maybe because they saw, I kept telling you, you know, they uh, saw, um,
1: I'm not going to lie to you, pal. I'm so tired of talking about wide receivers. <laughs> oh, real quick. I feel real like quick. this is I feel like this is the position on the team that's just spread the most thin week in and week out. I mean, we're still talking about Julio Jones. I don't know why we're still talking about Julio Jones. But we are indeed still talking about Julio Jones. And I'm I'm sure we're going to cover the wide receiver spot here in a second.
0: Um and talk about Julio Jones. Oh, all right. Well, the stage is yours, friend. Um so I kept saying to everybody that like the bugs didn't want to like, and this was, this wasn't, this was obvious, right? Like the bugs didn't want what happened last year. You can't have your divisional round game, have Brashad Perryman be your number two wide receiver can't happen. And, you know, while it's unlikely that a wide receiver is going to quit mid season and uh, your other wide receiver is going to have a significant injury, similar things could happen to where you are limited Right. Mike Evans is not it's I wouldn't say he's completely healthy. He misses games here and there. Chris Godwin's coming off a major injury. Sure. Russell Gage has played in most games, but also he's had reduced roles at times. He's got a bigger role now. What happens if, you know, if Chris Godwin's recovery is longer than expected? And instead of coming back week three or week four, he has to come back week seven or week eight. And what happens if Mike Evans misses a game? You know, are you going to go up against the Ravens without, you know, with Russell Gage as your wide receiver one? Are you going to go up against the Steelers defense with Russell Gage as your wide receiver one? Now, Steelers, yeah, defense is that weeks, work out?
1: Steelers defense is week six. And it, while we're talking about the wide receiver room, we would be remiss if we did not mention Chris Godwin because he has also been a part of the conversation. Now, there's a lot of people who say, he may or may not be back week one. You honestly believe week three or four is most realistic for yes. him. But outside of that first quarter of the season, you know, I think Chris Godwin is your wide receiver. One isn't necessarily a bad
0: deal. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's not. Um but that also means that I think Russell Gage, if Mike Evans were to miss time, Russell Gage would have to be our wide receiver too. I'm just saying you can't have like Brashad Perryman or Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows. I, he I doesn't
1: even them. want those bums on the field.
0: I don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um everybody that listens to this podcast knows how i feel about tyler johnson right i'm a huge tyler johnson that's your
1: boy come on you're okay so you're still on the wagon. him and
0: sneak him and yeah. snake
1: okay but Ty- okay okay well if you've really been listening to the show long enough you know the difference between your thoughts on tyler johnson and Keyshawn vaughn but seriously are you still on the wagon for tyler johnson or has that ship sailed for you after uh two seasons um
0: I'm, I'm on it but um teetering off. so He's oh, got to prove man. it. He's got to prove it this year. He's got to prove it this year. I don't know the type of role he's going to have, but got to prove it. Um, And I'm just saying, I just think that wide receiver is a place where they could add. And I'm just saying real quick, I want to ask you, why are, are you sick of hearing about the wide receivers and Julio Jones? Has been talked about too much or is it because you wouldn't do it? I
1: think Julio Jones in particular, I just I know when you talk about bringing in a guy who is the age of Julio Jones, there is no long term benefit. Right. Like it's it's just what's going to get you through this year. What's going to help you compete for a championship. But outside of possibly taking up some targets that first quarter of the season, I don't see the advantage of having a Julio Jones as your. I mean, now that I say it out loud, number you know, four wide having receiver. Julio Jones <laughs> as your number three, number four wide receiver five, six years ago would have been incredible. But I just don't like, I feel now. like, I feel like some of the guys on this, this is going to be a hot ass take. I feel like some of the guys on this roster have more upside than Julio Jones and his condition. I, I Julio is washed. I mean, you want to talk about JPP being washed. Julio Jones is washed, my friend. He can still run a little bit. He can still run a little bit. Don't get me wrong. He can still run and catch, and that's really all you got to do in this type of offense. Yeah, I was gonna say that's
0: his job description. Yeah, I mean
1: that is his job. But (laughs) damn, dude, I just i i don't i don't want a washed player because of you know because it's Julio Jones. Like it would be kind of an oddity to see Julio Jones in the red and pewter, especially with Tom Brady of all people throwing him passes. And I know that and
0: and Falcons fans would just be in tears. I
1: oh I know that's probably the best part of it. But I also think. You know, the appeal of it makes sense because Tom Brady has publicly confirmed that he may or may not have been texting Julio Jones. So it's like, you know, people are excited to see it happen. Did it's he? a big name for this Bucks offense, and it's been nothing but big names for this Bucks offense over the last two seasons. I just do not want Julio Jones on this roster. I just don't think there's a benefit there.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, sign another
1: receiver. I don't know how many good receivers are left, but I feel like there's
0: got to be. They're, a few. Me I mean, look, a w- better w- option. Fuller's Wolf Fuller's out there, but he's been injury prone. Um, he's gotten injured like every single season. Um, Julio obviously still out there. I, I forget. There's there's a few other guys. Um, but I, I mean, I I agree with the points. However, if, so, here's the the conditions that Julio Jones would come to Tampa under one he'd have to take very little money as we talked about already, right? Like the bucks don't have this money to just throw around. So if he wants six, $7 million, not going to happen. Like he just, he'll need to accept less. And two, we'd also need to accept that his role at the most would probably be a wide receiver three at the most. Um, And if he's a wide receiver three, then what you you're paying Russell Gage 10 million to be a wide receiver for? Like, you know, you're paying him $10 million a year. So that's that's the the th- two things. So I think Julio would have to take way less money. He'd have to take like $2 million. And he'd have to accept that he's likely going to be the wide receiver four. Now, where I don't have an issue is with the wash thing. If you're the wide receiver four, you're not gonna be playing a whole lot. Like, You know, you're going to be playing in spurts. Julio Jones had over 700 yards last year. He can play in spurts. He can play in the red zone. Um, You know, you don't want a lot of maybe. What if you don't want a lot of wear and tear on on Chris Godwin in the regular season heading into the playoffs after that major injury? What if you don't want a lot of wear and tear? You know, you could play Julio Jones in those spurts and a little bit. He can run block a little bit. I, I, I personally... I don't think they need to, but I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I I, I think he'd be good. Um, like I said, if you're playing them 80% of the snaps, no. But if you're playing him 30% of the snaps a game, I think he can be just fine. And I do think he could be better in right now, which is what they should be focusing on because it's this year that he would be better to me than Scottie Miller or Bershaw Perryman or Tyler Johnson.
1: I would accept Julio Jones to Tampa on one condition. This is on Byron Leftwich; uh, he has to throw a touchdown pass. He has cool, to do yeah. it because he did it on the Bucks all the time. It felt like <laughs> felt like twice a year Julio Jones was playing a better quarterback game than whoever we had under center against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, here's
0: I, here's the list of free agent wide receivers that are still available. And after this, I'm going to get into the defensive guys, and then we'll get on to some other stuff. So Julio Jones is top of the list. Will Fuller, like I said, he's 28, but there's a reason he's still available. Like he's just he's so injury prone. He's a real deep threat guy. He's kind of a, just a deep threat guy. He can't really do much else. But uh, T.Y. Hilton seems like he might be a little washed. Oh, um, and, 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 and well, the issue is he's a smaller receiver too. So that doesn't help his case. Yeah. Like Julio, Julio still has the size, like the size ain't going anywhere, but T Y is a smaller receiver and like he's with, only getting slower with Matt Ryan up in Indy
1: Throwing and now, b- and, and, now and now big Richard joining the depth chart. I would be very shocked to see them move on from, from T Y Hilton. I still think that guy can get it done.
0: I could see them add T Y and Julio, to be honest with you.
1: That would, um, that would be one of the dopest wide receiver rooms of all time. Like, I, I mean, truthfully, if you would have told people five years ago that the Bucks could potentially have Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, nobody knows who Mike Evans is just yet, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. No, I was talking about Indy. And then it, uh, oh, never mind then. Forget I
0: said anything. <laughs> I, I think we're talking Indy about could, the Bucks and add, wide receivers. That's what I'm still thinking about. Could, could add T.Y. Hilton and Julio. Um, it still be a dope wide sheet room, uh, oh, but yeah. imagine yeah. saying that the Bucks would would sign Julio Jones because they need to replace Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine saying that, and then you, they need to replace Antonio Brown, and Tom Brady needs to have somebody to throw the ball to. So he can't just throw it to Rob Gronkowski and yeah, hand yeah, off to yeah, Leonard yeah, Fournette. Exactly. That. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, and then Cole Beasley. Again, he's a slot guy. Like, there's not much need for a slot guy in this offense, not when you have Chris Godwin. Uh, Manuel Sanders is an interesting one. The Bucks had interest in him uh, a few years ago. Um, I, I, I had heard, you know, after Tom Brady had signed that they had interest, but it just didn't work out. Uh, he's 35. Uh, I'm not sure how much it is on that. TB, uh,
1: TB12 Goatman says OBJ is out there.
0: He is. Uh, he, he won't be available thing. until like week 10. Yeah. And like Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. So, like, I, I think he's going to go back to L.A. And I think L.A. will just be like, OK, like he, he won't be available for the first half of the season. But whatever. Um, but I mean, if if he's not signed, you know, in the season and we get to week seven or so, and let's say Mike Evans has an injury or Russell Gates has an injury and you think he's three to four weeks away. Like, sure, why not? Um, but I think he'll be signed before then. Uh, Alan Hearns is out there. No. Albert Wilson's out there. No. Deshaun Jackson, I think he's gonna retire. Danny Amendola, like Amendola, actually wasn't as awful for Houston last year as I thought he was. But like he's, 36. I honestly forget that he's still in the league. Yeah, yeah. But they just they don't really have a need like for that slot guy. It's the same like Adam Humphrey is still out there. They don't have a need. Oh for that
1: come guy. on, bring Hump home home.
0: And other than that, I mean, Mohamed Sanu, wash D.D. D. Westbrook, uh, that's it. <laughs> like, there's, there's nobody else out there. So, um, yeah, it's kind of – if they're going to add a receiver, it feels like it's probably Julio or, or, or nothing. So, um, real quick, though, let's get on to the free agents who I really want to talk about, who I think the Bucks could – like legit, potentially signed. because I mean, we talk about Julio, we talk about a receiver. I think a receiver or Julio Jones is unlikely. Okay. Let's just put it that way. It's possible. I wouldn't be shocked, but I think it's unlikely. So on the defensive line, uh, a few names that stick out to me are Keem Hicks from Chicago. Good player yet again, though. Can't really stay on the field. That's been his issue. Um, but as a rotational guy, him have him and um, Logan Hall rotating in and out. I think that could work. Um, Linval Joseph is still there, more of a nose tackle type. So I'm not really sure how he'd fit next to Viavea, but he's not bad. Here's an interesting one. Uh, this might be one of the more interesting ones because there's a connection on the Bucks here. As Sheldon Richardson um, was with Minnesota last year, was with the Jets though, and was with the Todd Bowles Jets. So there's the connection. Obviously, a guy who would be somewhat familiar with Todd Bowles' scheme and what he likes his defensive linemen to do. I wouldn't be shocked if and, and all this would, you know, if they sign Akeem Hicks or Sean Richardson, this would mean that Nadam Kitsu hasn't come back and wouldn't come back. If they sign one of these guys yeah, you know, right that, now, that would signal the end. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> that's that's ultimately the impression I wanted to make sure people get as well that if the Bucks are looking to make any of these moves and you hear about a signing of Akeem Hicks or a signing of a Richardson before the Sioux signing it, forget it. That's pretty much where they're at with
0: that. Right. And um, I mean, some other names here who are listed defensive linemen, but looked at more as um, I would say outside linebackers, uh, Carlos Dunlap from Seattle, could be an interesting player for them. Um, and then I know you'll really like this one. And I even we brought up earlier in the show, not earlier in this show, but in the offseason, uh, Carl Nassib. obviously. Um I I think uh, I think they would lean towards more of just a pass rush special like specialist guy. And I think Carl Nassib is a little too similar to Anthony Nelson, so it'd be kind of redundant to have I, I don't. I would like to think that
1: NASA brought a little more to the table in terms of pass rush, because yeah yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a lot more uh, what's the word Agile, I guess, is the way he looked while going after the quarterback. Like he's one of those high motor guys, and I was a big fan of him while he was in Tampa Bay. I didn't get to see him a whole lot when he was playing with the Raiders, but I know he did have some a uh, couple of game-winning moments, so he definitely had some highlights over there with Vegas. But that's a guy who I think, as far as like looking at the free agent list, a lot of teams may undervalue. Like I, I'm I'll always be a big fan of Carl Nassib.
0: Yeah, and I mean he's a good player. Like I said, I I'm not sure. Like I think they would want somebody with a bit more pass rush. That's why they drafted Logan Hall. Right. There was other defensive linemen there they could have picked. Um, but they decided to roll with the guy who. It wasn't necessarily – I mean, he's decent against the run, but his pass rush potential is more than, than some other guys. Um, and one one more name that I wanted to talk about was – has a, somewhat of a Bucks connection. It's Trey Flowers. Um, I believe he was released this year by the Lions. Obviously, he played with Tom Brady in New England all those years. Uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I believe he's still only like 29 years old. So that could be an interesting one. I would say the two that I would personally keep an eye on um, would be Sheldon Richardson and Trey Flowers. Those are the two that if they're going to make an addition there, that's the one I would, I would keep my eye on th- those two names. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that at all, but if they were to make an addition there, I think you could look at those two names and I think they would both be serviceable. Uh, they would both be serviceable. Uh, Mikey with the $5 super chat,
1: let's go uh, clap it up for the boy.
0: Yeah, that's right. We didn't even clap it up for James. either. I know. All, right, let's James. Double it well, all right. Extended yeah. clap extended. Okay. Thank you guys. Um, Appreciate uh, So he says, is Tyro Williams healthy? He was good before he got hurt. I don't think he's healthy quite yet. Um, he was a pretty good player, but I don't think he's healthy just quite yet. So um, I- I'm honestly not 100% sure, but I-, I don't believe he's healthy and like ready to go right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I, I don't think they're done adding to the roster. Uh, whether that be that, you know, could be Robert Gronkowski and Anamakosu, like, but I, I don't think they're done adding to the roster and not necessarily. It's going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be new faces, but I don't think they're done adding to that roster. So I do think sometime in June or July, you'll see one or two, maybe three signings uh, of guys that you recognize. Um, hey,
1: and if there's just, one thing that we've learned about this Bucs team so far yeah. is that, Unfortunately, football is a business and you're not going to be able to bring everybody back. And, and that's what it is like. Yeah, it could be kind of anticlimactic these next few weeks. You hear about Gronk coming back and Dominick Sue coming back and and that's your team. But also just a couple of possible new faces we wanted to throw out there because this team is not afraid to put some new faces. And with Russell Gage locking up a three year deal that's a new face in that wide receiver room. And they were still able to bring Chris Godwin back. Of course, Lenny coming and back They're as well. They're
0: going to have another former Falcon.
1: Yeah. In the yeah. wide receiver <laughs> room. Well, we, we talked about some positions of need for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but as we start to wrap up the show, before we get to the take bag, I did want to uh, offer a pretty cool perspective. This comes from Mark Ross, NFL.com analyst. He put out a list of the most complete teams heading into the 2022 NFL season. You know who is ranked number one on that list? Champa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Ah, wrong Florida team.
1: So, uh, <laughs> uh, for 40 days this offseason, the Bucs would not have made this list, but Tom Brady's no, decision yeah. to unretire changed things significantly. He was second in the MVP voting in 2021, and he shows no signs of slowing down, even though he'll turn 45 years old in August. The seven time Super Bowl champion's presence in the building is paramount to this team's success. Brady has raised the level of play since the minute he arrived in Tampa two seasons ago. The offensive line underwent changes. They lost Alex Kappa in free agency and Ali Marpet to retirement. But after trading for New England Shaq Mason, this unit should be more than capable of keeping its quarterback upright. The run game is solid with Leonard Fournette, and the wide receiving core will be in the conversation for tops in the league when Chris Godwin returns to full health. It also feels like a matter of time before free agent Rob Gronkowski re-signs with the team. It'll be a bonus if he does return as the Bucks have viable players at the tight end position in Cameron Bright and now rookie Cade Otten. The defense is full of playmakers at every level, and there's room to improve if GM Jason Light decides to re-sign in Dominican Sue or Jason Pierre-Paul. The front line is in good hands with rookie Logan Hall joining veteran edge rusher Shaq Barrett and defensive lineman William Golston and Vita Veya the best nose tackle in the NFL. Devin White is the best linebacker in the league. Wow. And Levante David Ooh. is still steady heading into his 11th season. <laughs> the secondary shouldn't be overlooked as there are young, versatile game changers throughout the defensive backfield. So the way that Mark Ross sees it, Devin White is the best linebacker in the league, and he is uh, single-handedly carrying this Bucks defense to relevancy.
0: Uh, it's okay.
1: I, I, maybe not that dramatic, but the, that, that take I was I was kind of taken back by like, not only is it weird to see the Bucks rank number one on the most complete teams in the NFL, but that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. It was just the Devin but White take that I think everybody was kind of like, whoa, because no disrespect to Devin White.
0: But I mean, best linebacker uh, in the league in the league. I don't even think he's the best linebacker on his team let <laughs> alone in the league um i'm going to have to go back and, I, I was just looking back i going to have to go back and screen record my reaction when you said that because my reaction was pretty good um uh, okay uh, yeah i mean it, it's nice to see them them getting you know getting obviously the, the respect um you know it, it's it's an nfl.com list it, it is
1: Listen, Um, I just wanted to float that out there because I know that a lot of people, for some reason, people are pressed about certain positions on this team. Like uh, our good buddy, James, we'll mention him for the fourth time today. Uh, He put out a video the other day. He's going to start paying us more. I know he's taking up ad space now. Uh, He put out a video the other day talking about the left guard position. And you look at the competition there, which we'll get a really good look at in camp. It's going to be Luke Gedeke. Robert Haynesy possibly as well, and Aaron Stinney, who started in the Super Bowl, played great throughout the playoff run in 2020. So that position is in pretty good hands. Whoever wins that job definitely deserves it. And then we talked about how well Shaq Mason has been throughout his uh, his entire career at the right guard spot. So your offensive line is looking fine. Still have some holes. There is room to get better, but I think it's just a uh, a refreshing perspective. To remind people that the Bucs are a much better team than a lot of people seem to think they are for some reason.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I, th- I think in in this case, uh, I think Ross is kind of assuming that Gronkowski will be back as well as the the too. It sounds like that's what he probably thinks. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think people maybe gets kind of sick of him. I guess. Sick I don't of know. Who, like, Gronk? Th- No, so, like, sick, sick of the Bucks, I guess. Like, oh, Oh yeah. Know, everybody everybody sure. says, like, oh, Fatine? they were sick of Brady's Patriots and stuff like that. Like, people are sick of the Lightning now. Um, you know, like it happens. Like that's what had, people were sick of the Warriors. People were sick of the, you know, the heat and, and LeBron and, and everything. That's what happened. Like people hate the Yankees. That's what happens when you have success. Um, and I mean, those teams, all of those teams I listed had much more long-term success than the Bucs have even had. But I think that when you have that as much success as the Bucs have had, um, you know, you kind of get a target on, on your back there. And uh, I think that can lead to a lot of people, I guess, hating. So,
1: yeah. Well, it's nice to see them get a little bit of respect because, I mean, when you look at pro football talk, just slinging dirt every chance he can get, it, it's all right. That's a conversation for another day. But let's wrap it up with the take bag. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to toss the floor over to Evan Wanish of boxnation.com with this week's take bag. What do you got, my friend? Back. There is Back.
0: the bag. There it is. There's nothing in there still. There, so, there's never anything in there. in there. I know. Well, one day there will be, I promise. Anyways, anywho, okay, so we haven't done one of these in a while. So, real quick, I don't have much, but I do have a, a few things. Um, one, everybody is on the New Orleans Saints bandwagon all of a sudden because they signed Tyron Matthew and everything. Like, I get it. Like, you know, he's a good player. Like, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad, but everybody's like, oh, oh the Saints, could the Saints win a division? And Dan Orlovsky on NFL Live is like, oh, you know, that's um the week 13 game in Tampa that could be decided for the division, because this team's this and this team's that are, are we, everybody's talking about, Oh, the books have this daunting schedule. Are we forgetting that the saints have to play basically the same exact schedule? Like, are, are, are we, are we ignoring that? Or the saints, the only difference is the saints have to play the Vikings instead of the Packers, which yes, that is a difference. Um, But I mean, the Vikings aren't a bad team. Kirk like, Cousins I, can run it up on you. Yeah, like the Vikings aren't a bad team and they have to play the Raiders instead of the Chiefs, which yet again, the Raiders are not a bad team. Like, it's not like the Raiders and Vikings suck. Other than that, it's the same schedule. So why are are we going and and they have to play the Eagles where the Bucs have to play the Cowboys? I think the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. So. Like, you know, I don't know why we're all saying, Oh, to be scared in new Orleans. Sure. They could make the playoffs, but like, I'm still not concerned about the bucks chances to win the division because the new Orleans saints have to play the same exact difficult schedule that the bucks do.
1: You mentioned all those fancy new signings, but I think the fact of the matter is we have to respect that the new Orleans saints granted. He was like their second or third choice because if drew Brees decided to come back, they would probably have him start over this guy, but Aside from that, they have the best quarterback in the division in Jameis Winston. That's I mean, what I'm told. That I mean, <laughs> clearly under Dennis Allen, he's going to get this thing figured out. And with a 17-game schedule under his belt, I have no doubt that we will be talking about Jameis Winston in the MVP conversation at the end of the year as the Saints are on their way towards another Super Bowl, right?
0: Yeah. I and mean, and that's the impression that, and, and, that and I've and gotten with, this week. And with, and with that, folks, we turn our calendars to April 2nd because it was no longer April Fool's Day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's just, you know, like, that's all I'm saying. Like, the Saints could make the playoff, sure. But, like, you can't bring up all the Bucs of this daunting schedule. The Saints have a very difficult schedule as well. They play the Ravens like the Bucs do. They play the Rams like the Bucs do. They play the Cardinals. They play the 49ers. You know, like they play the Bucs. Like, I know that they've owned the Bucs, but, like, they still play the Bucks twice. Like, you know, it's not as easy, I think, as people think. Well, it should could the division race be close at the beginning? Sure I, I think it could be close but but Especially I, with I, week I don't two game yeah and, and I, whoever wins that is going to have definitely I mean New Orleans starts off at Atlanta and then versus Tampa you know they beat Atlanta and then God you know hopefully not but they beat Tampa all of a sudden you're only not only are you 2 and0 on, on the season you're 2 and0 in the division. So that's huge. And, I mean, that would make every other divisional game that Tampa plays that much more important because you lose New Orleans again, you basically need to beat Carolina and Atlanta twice each time if you lose to New Orleans again. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen this year, but I'm just saying, the, the Saints have to play it. It's still a difficult schedule. And to end the take bag, right? I said it was going to be a quick one, not much here. Once we get close to the season, there'll be more, I promise. Um how about the Tampa Bay Lightning, huh? Uh, quick, how about quick, them bolts, baby? How shout about out, Steven?
1: Um, how about Steven Stamkos
0: and the Lightning, bud? I know. I thought you were gonna say how about Steve, Steven Stevie eiserman but uh, I mean, he deserves credit too. He he built that team. I mean, wow. Breeze or whatever his name is, he did some good things. But I mean you know, that core was built by by Izerman so and what's um, crazy is that like you know this core has
1: been together for a long time but i mean even when you look back to 2019 before they went on this tear it's it's almost like it's a newer version of that team like same core they're always but, good yeah yeah but i mean the way that they have consistently it, it honestly felt like throughout the mid 2010s like i'd say what 2014 2015 was really 2015,
0: when they, were- they went to the cup final and lost to Chicago Right, and then once you
1: get in the habit of going on these deep playoff runs every single year and John Cooper, everybody talked about the window closing, and it's wild because it took five years for that window to just bust wide open, and here we are two two cups later. I I can't crown them the winners just yet. Everybody else on the internet is seemingly doing so, but when you sweep an opponent like the Florida Panthers, the the president trophy, yes,
0: the curse lives on. They 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 led the the NHL in goals in the regular season. And they and scored then, what three, three. In the entire games three and four games. Yeah, you, know? you talk about the and lightning, th- you gotta that's talk about Andre man. When he can just turn it on. I mean, he's the X Factor, right? I mean, if, if anything happens to him, you can kiss anything goodbye. But as long as he's in there, you'll have a chance. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not even I mean, and I actually I tweeted out, I said that I'd never see anything like the Tampa Bay Lightning. as like over hard likes, and I'm like I'm not even a Lightning fan. Like, how come? Why can't my Flyers takes? Like, why can't, why can't they get this amount of tweets? Like, I mean, likes. Like, why? It, um,
1: I, I'll tell you this, man. It definitely is a wild thing. And if you are a Tampa sports fan, even if you're not 100% a oh, hockey you're fan, spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> only are you spoiled to be a Tampa Bay sports fan right now, but just take it in, man. I mean, this is one of the greatest runs in hockey in a good while. Damn. I know the Pens pens did three in a row a little while ago
0: uh, pens only did two so okay. if, if the lightning penguins won 2017 no, 2016 2017 the pens won so if the lightning three pete i mean you could be talking about an all-time great you know nhl dynasty i mean while time- while chicago won three cups and everything like that like no team in a long time i think has won back to back to back so that would be a special – that would put you not even in the NHL, but in sports. Yeah. like it, That this just is, doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, just the scale of what the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing now for the world of sports and, and the city of Tampa. Like, this is – I don't know if the Bucks are going to go on a tear and win two Super Bowls in a row, potentially a third one. So, if the Lightning can get it done, folks, this is one of the greatest sports teams this city will ever see. God bless Steven Stamkos, and uh, let's go Bolts, baby, huh?
0: There you go. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I'm eager to see, I'm praying for a Colorado Tampa final. It feels like we've been due for that for a long time. We've been robbed of that because Colorado continues to choke, but hopefully this year, Colorado does not choke. They get the job done. Tampa may get the job done and we can finally see just these two powerhouses who I think are the two best teams in the NHL. Um, I I think it's the avalanche and the lightning. So, um, eager to see it, and hopefully we do get to see that because uh it's just I mean you know the would be able to sweep Florida in that fashion was very impressive and uh sorry for the hockey talk if you guys aren't fans of hockey if you're not I don't know why you aren't because playoff hockey is fantastic it's the it's
1: the um, end of the podcast it's it's for the brand hashtag Champa Bay right I mean you mm-hmm. got to keep the brand rolling and hopefully they can bring Stanley Cup home yet again to keep it here in Tampa Bay but ladies and gentlemen that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Really quick, let's check in on the live chat one more time. Our buddy Baker has a lot to say. He said, the Bolts have a solid chance at another Stanley Cup, but we are here in Florida and are not counting our chickens before they are hatched, but we do like our chances. Go Bolts. Remember, we're the same city that had no winners for so long, so it is definitely overdue.
0: Very much agreed. Yeah, but the thing is, like the Lightning, though, have been a consistent winner. Like, like, 2015 they were in the cup final like they were in the cup final and then they like when's the last time they missed the playoffs they've had their
1: fair share of mediocre seasons and they did for sure
0: they did miss the playoffs after
1: 2015
0: I know that for a fact did they? Okay. Maybe I want to say it, was it had to be 16, once then. 16 or it had, 17. It, it had to be once. And then obviously, you know, the sweep that the blue jackets had, um, that was painful, right. To be president's trophy. And you get swept in the first round like that. That's bad. Um, that's like, you know, I obviously the Panthers is one thing. I was going to say, imagine president's look, trophy getting swept so, in the so second. The, the, the difference between, well, for one, the first is the worst in the second. Oh
1: yeah. And well, two, way worse.
0: Columbus isn't Tampa. Florida ran into Tampa. Tampa was the defending back-to-back champs. Columbus was nothing and Tampa got swept by them. So that's why that was that was so bad. But like the Lightning have had long-term success. The Rays have had somewhat long-term success. They were in a World Series uh, a few years ago. Um and now 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 you know the the Bucks have not long term yet. Hopefully, it turns into long term. You know, I think anything over three years is long term. So, um, especially you know, in I the think,
1: NFL, the way teams change every right, single
0: year. Right. Hockey, there's a lot less turnover and stuff. Hockey and baseball. You know, you have your core and uh, you sort of stick with it. But um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. And uh, yeah, we had to get some some hockey talk in here. So it is historic, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing like
1: playoff hockey. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks News as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also check out his written work at BucsNation.com and check him out on Twitter at EvanNFL. You have anything cooking over for Bucks Nation?
0: Not a ton, uh, a little bit. I might have something on maybe some breakout players for the Bucks this year. Uh, some guys who could maybe step up and just come out of nowhere and be like really good players, maybe guys that are taking that next step. So be on the lookout for that. We got a lot of stuff coming out on Bucks Nation over the next few weeks. So be on the lookout. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and
1: Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. We'll talk to you guys soon. Of course, with any updates on Buccaneer news, we will have everything you need to know. But uh, hopefully, we got some more content rolling out for you guys over the next few weeks. So stay tuned and we appreciate you checking us out. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. Until then, and as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe.